0: otra vez acá con Kelsey. Espero que se encuentren bien desde donde me escuchen. Hello everyone. Acá Entrenos here with Kelsey. I hope that all is well from wherever you are listening to me. I know it seems as if I've been MIA but I have had just too much going on and a couple of days ago my body gave me a big reality check. Yo sé que he estado un poco retirada Y al parecer perdida, pero he tenido tantos compromisos y responsabilidades, momentos que han sido un poquito difícil para mí. Y momentos que han sido muy alegres. Mi cuerpo al fin me dio una cachetada de realidad para que me despertara, por decir. So that is what I'm here to talk to you about today. Así es que de eso platicaré hoy. This is an episode of Tell My Story segment with me, the host. And we are calling this one When Your Body Communicates. Because if I dare to tell you my whole story in this episode, we will be here for three series of novelas. Este es el episodio del segmento especial hoy, Les contaré mi historia y yo seré la que compartirá con ustedes. Este segmento será llamado cuando el cuerpo se comunica. Porque si fuera mi historia total, pues fueran como tres series de novelas y estuviéramos aquí toda la noche. Yo sé que ustedes están escuchando a diferentes tiempos, pero hoy yo estoy grabando de noche. I'm feeling very vulnerable, insecure, not so worried anymore, but definitely uncomfortable. Me siento un poco vulnerable, insegura, y no tan preocupada, pero me siento rara. Y por eso decidí grabar este episodio. I'll start with my mother's passing. About five years ago, in April, my mother lost her battle to lung cancer. Hace cinco años, en abril, mi madre perdió su batalla con cáncer del pulmón. Nunca fumó, pero tal vez algo en el aire o en los cosas que usaba para limpiar cuando ella limpiaba hoteles o casas le causó esta enfermedad y falleció en abril This was a very difficult time for me. I had lost my best friend, my mom, my only parent. And I was really angry. Angry at life, angry at God. Because to me, it just wasn't fair. Este fue un momento muy difícil para mí porque yo estaba perdiendo a mi mejor amiga, mi única padre, madre, porque no, tu, no tuve padre más que mi padrastro en mi vida. Y estaba muy enojada, enojada con Dios, enojada con la vida. No se me hacía justo. ...que a través de todo lo que habíamos pasado en nuestras vidas... ...esto me pudiera pasar a mí. Yo tengo una hermana... ...y dos hermanos. Y pues... ...todos... ...hacemos las cosas diferentes... ...cuando andamos tristes... ...actuamos diferentes... ...cuando andamos enojados... ...actuamos diferentes... ...y respondemos... ...a las emociones muy diferentes no voy a contar tanto de ellos porque es su historia personal pero uno de mis hermanos cayó mucho la depresión el otro también sufre de poca depresión y mi hermana pues la verdad si no tuviera su hija yo sé que la vida fuera más difícil para ella porque mi sobrina es una luz para nuestras vidas my mother's passing was very difficult for me and my three siblings and we deal with stress and pain just very 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 different from one another um we deal with anger differently we deal with sadness we deal with all of it differently all of our life decisions have been very different we have some things in common that I do see but Overall, we're just very different individuals. I'm not going to tell you guys too much about their stories because I feel like it's more of their story to tell. But my experience with them one of my brothers fell into very deep depression and he's still battling it. My youngest brother has had some depression, um, mildly anxiety. And I can tell he worries and stresses. And my sister, my sister's such a badass. But I know life has been very hard for her. And I honestly think it'd be even more hard than it has been now if she didn't have my niece. Because my niece really has been the light of our lives. But me, I feel like I took on or allow too much in my head for my mom's upbringing to not allow me to grieve or it holds me back from self-caring and taking care of myself as I should. I'm always helping everyone else. It's my job. I'm a therapist. It's what I love to do. But I forget to take care of me. And I tell people this all the time. If you're not okay, if you don't love yourself, if you can't take care of yourself, how do you expect to love and take care of others? But for some reason, I'm not really practicing what I preach. My mother was very amazing that's the best word I could use she always taught me that you have to be a guerrera you push on you strive for the best you lift your face up you wipe them tears and you keep going because that's how you're going to succeed that's how you're going to overcome and A big part of that is true. And it's made me the strong and hardworking and go-getter individual that I am today. But it also leads me to neglect myself. I don't have the energy to tell a friend, Hey, today I can't really listen to your problems. Or I can't really be there for you. If there ever is a case. Or I don't feel good. Because I am that friend. I will be there for you. No matter what. Even if I'm limping on my way to you. Because I'm physically not capable. Or even if I don't feel good. Emotionally or mentally. I am right there. Mi mamá. Era una guerrera. Y. Me enseñó tanto que para salir adelante para poder vivir la vida que deseas hacer las cosas que deseas hacer tienes que levantarte la cara limpiarte las lágrimas y y con con la cara al frente con, con el pensamiento al frente que seguir y vámonos pero al mismo tiempo me he dado cuenta que Yo no me cuido a mí misma siempre. Siempre quiero cuidar a todos los demás. Es mi carrera. Soy psicóloga, terapeuta. Pero lo hago con todos. Con mi familia, con mis amistades. Con toda la gente que de de veras de todo corazón deseo ayudar. Porque ellos significan más de lo que saben para mí. Pero nunca tengo la energía de de decir no puedo de que tal vez no si si no me siento bien o no tengo la energía para escuchar a alguien o para ayudarlos yo nunca fuera la persona que les dijera sabes que ahorita no puedo yo soy la persona que voy a ir aunque me falte una pierna o no me sienta bien física o emocionalmente y No... Veo problema... En ser así... No veo un problema... En ser la persona quien soy... Yo pienso que... Esta es Kelsey... Esta es como voy a ser recordada... Es como sé ser... Y la verdad... Lo repito otra vez... Lo hago siempre de todo corazón... Para mí... Mi familia... Mis amistades... Ellos significan muchísimo más de lo que saben para mí. Pero esta semana pasada, la vida me dijo, también te tienes que cuidar a ti misma. Especialmente si vas a entrar a esta carrera tan grande, donde vas a ayudar a muchísimas más gentes. Y si no te sabes cuidar, si no sabes In asegurarte que tú estés bien, ¿cómo vas a poder ayudar a los demás? I don't see a problem with who I am. My family and my friends, once again, mean so much to me. And this is who I am. This is who Kelsey is. This is how I show my love for others. I take care. This is how people know that I care about them. When I help them. When I offer my help. And I don't do it so that they can like me or that they can love me. I do it because they mean so much to me. And this is how I show my love. But reality slapped me in the face this last week. And it reminded me that I need to take care of myself, too. I'm going into this field, this career, starting a new job where I'm going to be taking care of so many more people than I take care of now, that I care for now. And if I don't let myself process things well, self-care, and take care of me, There's no way I can succeed and continue to do this work for a really long time. This past week, reality smacked me in the face with that. And I was... It was on a Tuesday. I was looking for apartments because I'm relocating. I took a new job offer and I will be moving. And so I was looking for apartments all day and I was kind of frustrated having a hard time because I couldn't find anything and I felt so exhausted and tired um my eyes were twitching and I just knew something was wrong but I wasn't sure and I just kept pushing like my mom taught me you know you drink some water have a snack and you continue on So, I ended my day, drove back home, and had the worst headache of my life, which I don't really suffer of headaches or um, migraines or anything like that, unless I'm really, really tired, or if, like, I've strained my eyes a lot, you know, then I'll feel like, okay, you know, I'm... I have a headache because I'm tired or because something's wrong. Like, I need to get some rest. But this headache was different. It was bad. And I felt it more mostly on one side of my head, on my left side. But I drank some water. I actually took some Advil and just went to bed. The next day, I had... Calls from my sister. Calls from my brother. We need this. We need that. Um, And it was just already like, ugh, okay. So I got up to start my day and I go to the mirror and I notice that my left side of my face is droopy. My tongue is numb. I couldn't really open my mouth. And I couldn't blink my right eye. So the first thing I thought is, I'm having a stroke. Or something of that nature. And I was trying to calm myself down. But listen to this. This is how bad, I wouldn't say bad, but how I've been raised that you don't need help from anybody but somehow, I feel like I need to help everybody. Because my first thought was just go straight to the ER. And that's exactly what I did. But I drove myself. So, had I been having a stroke, then I could have had a stroke driving myself to the ER instead of you know, calling 911 or asking a friend or somebody to help me. But because I have such a hard time asking for help or depending on others or even taking care of myself, realizing I need help or I need to take care of myself, that it's a weird discomfort that it's not the automatic thing I think about to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have an issue asking for help when I feel I really need it. I Definitely go to the doctor. I've go to therapy. Have gone to therapy. Um, I talk to my friends when I need to vent. So it's not like I'm bottling it all in. But little things like this, I don't automatically think, "Oh my god, someone should help me get to the ER." I just think, "Okay, I'll just get myself there." And I reflected on that obviously a day or two later, and was like, "Wow, like I, it could have been worse." But long story short, I was diagnosed uh, with the, I don't know what it, it, it's not an illness, it's not a disorder, but anyways, they diagnosed me with what's called Bell's palsy, And um, there's fewer than 200,000 cases in, in the U.S. per year. But what it is, is basically face paralysis, It's a sudden weakness in the muscles on one half of the face. Um, And it feels like when you leave the dentist and you're coming down from like when they numb your mouth. Except it's only on one side. That's really numb. Your tongue, half of your tongue is numb. Half of your mouth, half of your face, half of your nose, like you can you feel like you can't really breathe from one side you can't really raise your eyebrows it's the weirdest feeling but everything else on the other side of your face works just fine so you feel like okay something's wrong with my left side which in my case was my right side so I felt something was wrong with my left side my eye was droopy my mouth was weird, it was it was like crooked and I felt like, oh my god, something's happening to my left side. But what it is is your right side that's paralyzed. You can't blink your eye, you have to um patch it at night. There's a whole, whole way to take care of everything. Um and long story short, it after it can last anywhere from Three weeks a month to six months um, eight weeks six weeks well they said anywhere from three to eight weeks up into six months to a year some cases are more severe Um, they actually don't know why this happens they um, think it can be like something viral or some kind of infection that led to that part of your brain that caused the swelling Um, they think it can be stress They think it can be, like, an ear infection or throat infection. Um, There's all kinds of, like, maybes on why this happens to people, but there's no actual thing that causes it. Um, And most cases, people who don't have a really severe case of it, which... Thankfully, I haven't. Go back to normal and, you know, they're good to go kind of thing. Um, Some people will be affected for longer. They'll have like a crooked or let's call it different smile. Um, They'll have a... Their eye won't blink as fast as their other eye. Um, Or even their nostril, one of their nostrils won't flare the same as the other side. But they don't know what causes it. But I really feel that after reflecting and just, you know, thinking about everything, that this was my body communicating with me. It was my body telling me, like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to either slow down or find a way to release the stress and just take care of you and mind you I do take care of myself in a sense of I like to work out I go to the gym five six days a week I this year I've done so much better at eating a lot healthier than I used to um, I'm, I've i never been much of a fast food person but I am a foodie, so I like to try Thai and ramen and things like that. And so I'm doing a lot better at just eating better and taking care of my body, which our bodies are temples. We should take care of them. But am I taking care fully as I should of myself emotionally? Probably not. This new move and taking on this new job, I was able to reflect and realize that i have some guilt i have some guilt of leaving am i abandoning my siblings am i abandoning my family if something happens am i gonna feel more guilty because i left are they gonna need me am i running are they gonna feel like i am running or like i'm leaving them alone and they can't no longer count on me um I'm feeling guilt for chasing my dreams, for wanting to succeed, because I feel like they or people might feel like I'm leaving them behind, which is obviously not the case. And I don't even think anyone's even thinking that, but it's that fear and guilt that I have of doing something for myself because I've always been known to take care of everybody. After my mom passed, I was... That girl who raised her face, wiped her tears, and pushed through. And I, from one week to another, I became a guardian. I was running a household. I was registering these boys for school. They were teenagers. The younger one was only 11 years old. I was working two, three jobs. I was pushing my way through school, got my bachelor's, went straight for my master's. Push my way through that and I finally graduated this May only like a couple weeks before this happened and I still didn't know how to chill I still didn't know how to relax a little bit I still still didn't know how to pause and breathe because I it's who I am I just go 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 and I wanted to share this with you guys. I wanted to state this because I think it's really important that we know how to listen to our minds, our souls, and our bodies with everything that we need. Whether it's physically, emotionally, certain relationships in our lives, our jobs, all these things that play a big part in who we are and what we do in this life and how we live this life we have to be smart about putting ourselves first about taking care of ourselves i used to think i can't be selfish though but it's okay to be a little selfish and a friend told me this this week it's okay to be a little selfish that doesn't mean that you aren't selfless Just because you're a little selfish doesn't mean you're fully selfish and you're selfless. You'll still be the same you. You'll still take care of everybody. You'll still care for everybody. You'll still be the friend that makes it to every event, she said. And you'll still be the person who we know we can count on that will answer her phone at any time, that will take care of us if we need her, that will listen to us, that will give us a shoulder to cry on. But you can still be in all of that a little selfish and take care of you and she was right and I know this I give the same advice to other people don't let yourself burn out I tell people all the time my mom's quote as she was passing don't live to die don't work to die don't just live to die live to enjoy life before you die. Appreciate what you have before you die. Enjoy what you do so you're not working just to die. Is what my mom would say. And so I give everyone this, these advice. <laughs> that I learned from her. And I and I say it. Many of my friends will know that I'll say. You know my mom used to say. But in the end... I might not follow it as much as I should because I do worry, stress, and feel the guilt more for my family, but for anyone I love and care about that I might be abandoning them, that they might need me, that if something happens, I won't be around to help and to take care of them. But I have to know that in order to take care of others, I have to also take care of myself. And our bodies, our souls, our everything about us, our mind, our emotional stability is is telling us all the time, "Take care of me. This is what I need." But we don't always cater to it. We don't. And another friend and I, um, we were actually talking about how we easily go and spend fifty dollars, one hundred dollars, one in one day you know gas um out to dinner with friends other events that we'll do but when do we put that money aside to do some some self-care I personally get my nails done every two weeks that's my main main self-care it's a part of my budget um because my mom was one of those people that was like your nails should always be nice it's all about presentation But I don't put money aside to get a massage or to do some acupuncture or, you know, do some kind of activity that'll help with my stress, that'll help with my muscle relaxation, that will help with my mind. Like, we don't do that. We just don't. And it's so crazy that it takes a moment like this for us to really realize, like, how much more if we're already doing it how much more we need to be taking care of ourselves um so yeah that's a little bit of what I've been dealing with I've had so many cool things happen to since I got a new job I graduated interviewed for the new job like two days later they offered it to me right on the spot I am relocating about two hours from where I'm at now um and I'm really excited about this new chapter as much as I'm feeling that guilt and fear um, to be leaving. But I know that the people I love and care about and, you know, are going to miss me will visit. And of course, I'm always going to visit back home. Um, it's really not that far, you guys, but... I don't know why I was having that guilt and that fear. Um, but it's made me realize that I can still be a badass, chingona, guerrera that wipes her tears and that pushes through, all while being that person that's like, you know what, I'm the one who needs the help right now. Or... I'm not feeling so well or I need to take care of me today or I need to focus on doing something for myself to feel better, to de-stress, to take care of me, my body, my temple, my emotional well-being, my spirit because you don't want for your body to stop communicating with you or your mind. You don't want these parts of you to react in a worse manner that could be non-reversible. Had I been having a stroke or, you know, had they told me there's something really serious going on with you, is because I hadn't taken care of myself. I was on the go have always been on the go and I will continue to always be on the go because I take on so many projects because it's what I enjoy I like being busy but if I'm planning to be super busy and continue to be me who I am I also need to give myself the space and time to chill out and to pause so that I can continue to be that version of me or even better and so, I just wanted to share that. I wanted to share what I've experienced. I wanted to remind you guys, as I need to continue to remind myself, that stress and burnout and worrying and any emotion that might not seem negative but is does affect you and we got to take care of ourselves we have to take care of ourselves before our body or our mind stop communicating with us before they stop giving us those flags those warning signs telling us hello what about us what about you we know you love and care about everyone else but what about you so that's what I wanted to share with you guys and that's why I decided to get on here and make this episode not just about me obviously I'm sharing my story but as a reminder that we got to take care of me aka you aka ourselves we have to do it because as much as everyone in And anyone loves you everyone around you cares about you they can't take care of you like you need to take care of yourself and also to remind you that it is okay to let others take care of you it is okay to ask for help that's another one of my struggles and I've always known it's something that I need to work on it's something that I constantly battle with and do try and have gotten better at but it's going to still take a lot more work um but it's okay. It's okay to take care of ourselves. It's okay to let people know right now I need to take care of myself and it's also okay to let others take care of us if they can and if they want to. So, yeah. And now I'm going to say all of this in Spanish for my Spanish listeners and we will follow with Chesmene Lea." Um, yo sé que estaba hablando mucho en inglés y no sé si todavía me están escuchando pero como les estaba diciendo esta semana pasada me pasó algo que me hizo realizar que es muy importante si cuidarnos físicamente y emocionalmente es muy importante escuchar a nuestro cuerpo a nuestro espíritu a nuestra mente cuando se está tratando de comunicar con nosotros diciéndonos oye, también te tienes que cuidar a ti misma o a ti mismo la semana pasada estaba yo un poco estresada un poco preocupada estoy pensando estoy empezando un nuevo tiempo en mi vida acepté un nuevo trabajo me tengo que mover como dos horas de donde vivo estaba buscando un hogar para vivir y me sentía muy cansada me dolía mucho la cabeza me sentía yo muy rara pero como siempre la cabeza para arriba y seguir adelante estás cansada pero tú puedes acaba el día llegué a mi casa y tenía un dolor muy muy grande de cabeza y yo no soy persona que sufre mucho de dolores de cabeza solo que me sienta muy cansada o que me duelen los ojos porque he estado leyendo mucho o usando los mucho porque necesito lentes en veces <risa> um, pero eso es una platica para otro día um, pero sí, me sentía muy cansada pero dije ok, estás cansada, ya duérmete, descansa y mañana todo bien Al siguiente día me levanté, mi hermana me estaba llamando, mandándome mensajes de sabe qué, de una cosa y la otra, mi hermano también. Y pues me levanté para empezar mi día y me fui a lavar los dientes, me vi en el espejo y me doy dando cuenta que la mitad de mi cara estaba paralizada. No sentía mucho la lengua en el lado derecho, sentía que la boca no se abría bien de un lado se caía la boca para abajo no podía ni enjuagarme la boca después de lavarme los dientes sin sentir como que algo no estaba bien el sentimiento lo que sientes es algo como cuando sales del dentista y se siente que se está bajando la anestesia que te pusieron pero no más de un lado mitad de tu nariz una ceja un ojo mitad de tu frente mitad de tu cachete, mitad de tu boca está paralizada entonces lo primero que pensé es me está dando un infarto me está pasando algo y no sé qué voy a hacer tenía mucho miedo pero al mismo tiempo no pensé en pedir ayuda No pensé en llamar al 911. Me puse un pantalón... Me puse un suéter... Agarré mis llaves... Y me arranqué... A la clínica de emergencia. Y después ya de llegar... De que ya estaba allí... Me pongo a pensar... Si de veras me hubiera estado dando un infarto... Yo decidí manejar aquí. ¿Qué pasa si me da... En el momento de... Irme de mi casa... Al hospital. Pero no pensé. Porque siempre. No sé. Tengo la maña. El pensamiento. De querer ayudar a los demás. Pero tengo un problema tan difícil. Pedir ayuda. Cuando alguien quiere hacer algo para mí. Me siento mal. No me siento bien. Bueno, claro. Después me siento bien. Les agradezco. Y los aprecio mucho, mucho. Pero al momento me siento. Ay, no. Es que qué pena que me ayuden, que hagan esto, que hagan esto o el otro para mí. Y es una cosa, es una batalla tan fea que tengo que superar porque tengo que aceptar que igual como yo me gusta ayudar a los que amo, a los que quiero mucho, los que me aman y me quieren mucho me quieren ayudar a mí también y debo aceptar que está bien que me ayuden si ellos quieren o si ellos pueden, pero yo no sé por qué tengo esa mentalidad que es un un problema o es como algo malo no malo, pero algo que no se debe de hacer y yo sé que que Quien pasa Descanse mi mamá tiene una parte muy grande en eso porque siempre me dijo tú necesitas a nadie puedes salir adelante sola tú vas a poder y tienes razón al al final del día te tienes a ti mismo o misma y te tienes que saber ayudar a ti misma tampoco debes de depender bueno, mi pensamiento personal mi opinión personal no debes de depender siempre de todo el mundo pero está bien en veces aceptar que la gente que te quiere y que te quiere ayudar te puede ayudar, sí, ellos pueden bueno ya llegué al hospital y me dijeron que no era un infarto porque Era nomás mi cara. Y es algo que se llama Bell's Puzzle. Um, es cuando se te paraliza mitad de la cara. Cada año hay 200.000 casos de esto en los Estados Unidos. Y la verdad no saben qué es lo que lo causa. La doctora dice que en muchos casos es estrés o... Tal vez un nervio del cuerpo o de la, del um, el cerebro fue afectado porque la mitad del cerebro que controla esa parte de tu cara que está afectada está como inflamada y por eso no puede comunicarse con tu cara como debe. Entonces por eso se te paraliza. Pero puede ser cualquier cosa, puede ser estrés, puede ser un virus, puede ser una infección del, de la garganta, del oído, algo que llegó a tu cerebro y causó eso. Entonces no fue nada de vida a muerte. Gracias a Dios, estoy saludable, hicieron exámenes de mi, de mi cerebro, de mi cuerpo entero y no encontraron nada malo. no había un tumor nada, nada así y no era un un stroke, no era un infarto pero me hizo realizar la importancia a través de lo necesario que es poder cuidarme y pensar en mí misma en Saber que es normal sentirme vulnerable, es normal ser vulnerable, es normal comunicar con mi familia, con mis amistades, si no me siento bien. Es normal el miedo, los nervios que tengo de estas nuevas etapas de mi vida y saber cuidarme y saber entender cuando el cuerpo se está comunicando con uno mismo diciéndole, oye, ¿y nosotros qué? Te tienes que cuidar a ti también. Pero la verdad no fui creada así. Mi mamá me creó que adelante, adelante, no necesitas a nadie, tú puedes. Sigue, 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 sigue. Y desde que falleció... Es lo único que he hecho. Sigo, sigo, sigo y sigo. Mi mamá falleció y mi familia y amistades estuvieron en mi hogar, en mi casa, alrededor de mí. Como una semana. No porque no quisieron o nada de eso, pero... Familiares regresaron a donde viven, a sus trabajos, amistades, pues todos a su vida regular. Y claro, se comunicaban por teléfono, me llamaban, hablábamos siempre, hasta hoy. Pero en ese momento, después de esa semana de tener toda la gente en tu casa, te traen comida, te ofrecen amor y estás bien, ¿qué necesitas? Y todos tenemos que regresar a nuestras vidas normales. A la siguiente semana que siguió, yo tenía que ir a la escuela, registrar a los niños a través de mi nombre, que yo era la que iba a ser responsable, cambiar el contrato de donde vivíamos a mi nombre, cerrar cuentas de banco, arreglar las cosas bien, ir a a reportar que mi mamá había fallecido, ordenar o entregar papeleo, ordenar la acta de que falleció, todo todo eso se me vino y seguí adelante, seguí adelante y desde ese momento hasta hoy he trabajado dos tres trabajos, cuido a mi hermanito que ya va a cumplir 17 y ahora va a estar con mi hermana cuidando al otro grande, cuidando a mi uh, hasta a mi hermana, a mi sobrina, a ver cómo puedo ayudar, cómo puedo... Pero siempre adelante, adelante, trabajando, trabajando, ayudando, ayudando. Me gradué de una escuela, seguía mi maestría, me gradué de allí recientemente en mayo. Y yo creo que si sí paraba, hacía cosas para mí misma, me gusta ir mucho al gimnasio... Um, este año he comido mucho más saludable, me gusta salir a bailar de vez en cuando, pasarme con mis amigas, pero mi mente mi espíritu emocionalmente yo siempre andaba como decir, perdón mi lenguaje pero en chinga, siempre vamos, 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 sigue sigue, sigue y yo pienso aunque no sepa que causó esto, que Era mi cuerpo comunicándose conmigo. Te tienes que cuidar. Tienes que pensar en ti también. Tienes que relajarte. Tienes que entender que está bien ser chingona, guerrera. Y vamos, vamos, vamos. Pero también es importante tomar un tiempecito para respirar. Un tiempecito para escuchar a nuestros cuerpos que nos están diciendo o nuestra mente relájate un poquito estamos cansados porque todos los órganos de nuestro cuerpo manifestan lo que somos físicamente y y yo digo que ellos también se cansan tú piensas, tu espíritu dice yo puedo, voy a ir a correr estas 10 carreras pero tal vez tu cuerpo está cansado ya corriste 10 carreras ayer o el día anterior entonces es importante también saber que si puedes claro, correr las 10 carreras todos los días pero tomar un tiempecito o un día para descansar para respirar para cuidarse poner el dinero si se tiene para agarrar un masaje para ir a terapia, para ver cómo te puedes ayudar a relajar tu cuerpo, tus músculos, tu mente, tu espíritu, acercarte a la iglesia si es lo que crees, practicar yoga, o solo respirar 10 segundos, 12 segundos, 15 segundos, respirar profundo, y sentir que sacas todo ese estrés todas esas preocupaciones todo lo que te puede caer mal y dejarlo, realizarlo de tu cuerpo para poder seguir adelante para poder seguir siendo chingona, guerrera y correr las 10 carreras que quieres correr entonces por eso decidí compartir esto con ustedes para recordarles que su cuerpo es su templo y hay que respetarlo, hay que amarlo, hay que ayudarlo a que se cure, a que esté bien, a que pueda, como decir, cargar la batería otra vez para seguir siendo la mejor versión de ti, para poder ayudar a los demás si es lo que te gusta. Y también... Recordar que está bien cuidarse a sí mismo o misma. No significa que vas a parar de ser la persona que ayuda o puede ayudar a todos los demás. Pero significa que también te amas tanto a ti misma o mismo que sabes la importancia para seguir haciendo lo que te gusta en mi caso ayudar a los demás, que también te tienes que ayudar y curar y proteger y amar y mamar a ti misma o mismo. Entonces, con eso los quiero dejar. Acuérdense en que se tienen que cuidar, escuchar a su cuerpo, escuchar a su cuerpo, su mente, su espíritu y saber qué es lo que ellos necesitan de usted para seguir adelante y seguir siendo la mejor versión de ustedes es muy importante escuchar a nuestro cuerpo a nuestra mente antes de que ya no se puedan comunicar con nosotros antes de que tal vez pase algo peor porque no escuchábamos que nos decía el cuerpo, la mente, el espíritu. Necesito una pausa. Necesito un tiempecito. Necesito un día para recargarme, para asegurar que la batería esté al 100 otra vez para seguir siendo o haciendo lo que tú me necesitas que haga. Entonces es hablar con nuestro cuerpo conectarnos con nuestro espíritu y nuestra mente y saber qué es lo que tengo que hacer para ustedes para yo poder seguir adelante o haciendo lo que deseo hacer con mi vida por último nomás los quiero dejar con eso y siempre le digo a mis amistades o a mi familia esto um, que mi mamá decía y mi mamá decía no trabajes para morirte no vivas solo para morir no vayas en el camino de esta vida viviendo una vida que no te hace feliz trabajando en un lugar que no te hace feliz porque al último dinero o no dinero todos nos vamos a morir y lo importante es saber si hiciste lo que te hacía feliz Si te cuidaste, si te protegiste a ti misma o mismo antes de que era muy tarde. Y yo pienso que esto es algo muy importante porque si no hacemos caso a nuestro cuerpo, a nuestro espíritu, si trabajamos nomás para morirnos, si vivimos nomás para morirnos, no estamos viviendo la mejor vida que podamos vivir. No estamos siendo la mejor versión de nosotros mismos. más estamos siguiendo el camino que se nos ha puesto enfrente sin deber a saber si ese es el camino en cual queremos caminar o queremos seguir. Muchas gracias por dejarme de ser vulnerable en este episodio. Les agradezco escucharme y aunque fue compartiendo mi experiencia y mi y un poquito de mi historia te veras quiero que este episodio sea un recuerdo para los demás que es muy importante escuchar a nuestros cuerpos, nuestra mente, nuestro espíritu cuando se está tratando de comunicar con nosotros. Again, I want to thank all of you for allowing me to be vulnerable For allowing me to share my story and to know that I didn't do this episode just to share my experience and a little bit of who I am and what happened to me just for the heck of it. But also to just allow this to be a reminder for yourselves to take care of your well-being physically, emotionally, and spiritually because it's very important to listen to those parts of us and see what they're trying to communicate and what it is that they need again thank you all so much as always for joining us um thank you for continuing to listen to our episodes continuing to believe in our this episode has been kind of difficult for me and I didn't even go into too much detail of what I've lived through in the past five years, but I hope you guys have enjoyed it um, because it was difficult, but it was also nice to share that and to hopefully shine light on some of the stuff that you may be going through that needs to be a little reminder of how important it is to take care of yourself and to listen to your body. Remember, for old and new listeners, this show goes nowhere without you guys. So please give us your feedback. Share us with your friends, families, acquaintances, co-workers, clients, if you have clients or patients of any sort. And if anyone is interested in sharing their story or know anyone that is or would like to collaborate, please send them my way you can email me at akaentrenosfam at gmail.com or you can reach out to me via instagram or facebook if you um follow us or if you don't it's akaentrenos underscore i'm not sure if it's one or two but we should pop up it's a pink logo for now it's temporary we're actually working on recreating our new logo um so now that we went there i just want to do our regular old chisme del dia um i'm going to talk a little politics i won't get into too detail i really just have two words beto 2020 um this is not a paid ad but really i love him um but overall i am just really enjoying everyone who is running against donald trump and i'm hoping that there is definitely a better future coming our way if you haven't watched any of their speeches or are kind of disappointed because i could totally understand why please don't give up don't give up on our leaders in our country we need the change more than anything after mr trompas has literally destroyed half half the progress that we have made i feel like we've gone back like i don't even know a hundred years but take some time to read what these people are offering what they're promising make sure you're reading make sure you're looking into their history make sure you're holding them accountable um don't just fall for a fake face and a fake speech but really really um do your research and look into them and see which person best fits you and don't forget to just keep up with it and remember that when the time comes vote vote and vote you don't need to vote democrat or republican I'm actually in the middle. I'm a moderate, moderist. Is that the word? Oops, awkward. (laughs) Um, But even though I have always and mostly voted um, Democrat, there is some views that, I'll be honest, are a little bit in the middle for me. Um, I grew up Catholic. Certain things, I'm a little more conservative, but I do keep those views and values for myself I don't feel anyone else should follow them everyone has a right to be pro-choice or pro-life or pro this or or not pro that but in the end um we should all just be minding our own business uh pro-choice or pro-life shouldn't have to do with you If you would never have an abortion, then don't have one and let people do their thing. Mind your own business. If you would never not go to church, then keep going to church. If people don't believe in what you believe in, that's okay. I just think we've gotten to the point where we're all up in everyone's business and that's not even necessary. If you're this or that and you believe in this or that and you don't believe your children should do this or that or they shouldn't be vaccinated or they should do your thing what you feel in the end is the way you should live do it but don't tell other people how to live their life mind your own business and i mean that in the nicest way possible so that is my rant on politics but oh yeah my final point was vote 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 those of you who said well i'm not voting for hillary because i wanted bernie guess what you're a part of the problem of why donald trump won so don't do that this year pick one and if your favorite candidate doesn't get there then pick another from the ones that are left so that's my rant on that Uh, lastly I'd like to remind you guys that just because things aren't on the news does not mean they aren't happening our migrant caravan issue is big huge and if you have a heart you need to read about that too and see how you can help remember migrant children and people are dying and whether you believe they should come here or not or you believe that maybe they should have just done this or that differently or we should do this or that. At the end of the day, they're people, especially for those of you that are pro-life. Uh, then these children are also children that deserve to live. So find a way to help even just by spreading the word of something you heard or some, you know, sharing some news Um, donating, volunteering acá entre nos aka me and a friend will be in San Diego on the 21st and 22nd Um, and then we will also be going across the border to Tijuana we're doing the shoe drive as many of you know, we have collected a bunch of shoes already but we'll definitely take more We are planning to take an entire truckload and donating them. And then the following day, we go to distribute that and other donations that the organization has that we're working with. Um, So if you have any shoes, please reach out to me. I will come or we can meet somewhere halfway or figure out a way to meet up and get those shoes to me so that I can deliver them. But if you can't do that, find a way to help. Donate your old stuff to churches, to other organizations that might be working to help them or anyone else in need. Trump and Trump's administration and ICE are all still working pretty hard. Some of them with so much hate and racism in their hearts and in their souls against our people our Latinos whether they're Mexican, Salvadorian, Guatemalan, Puerto Rican, no matter what they are, Afro-Latinx, no matter where they're coming from, these are our brown and black people, and they need us. So any little thing, any little help can make a difference. So don't forget, we leave the 21st and the 22nd. If anybody wants to join us, um the organization still allows volunteers let us know we can send you the link um you can meet us there but if you have any shoes please please don't forget to reach out and again thank you so much for giving me the space to do this episode thank you so much for listening thank you so much to our new followers our new listeners our old followers our old listeners thanks for sticking around Love you guys all, appreciate you, and until next time, bye!